I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Why are there few theologians who are saints? This was the question posed by a professor in one of my classes. The question has stuck with me since then, as I wondered more broadly at the question, why are there so few saints? Bishop Barron in his sermon for All Saints Day gets at this question when he says, one problem with our great feast day today is that it can make sanctity seem like something that is the special preserve of a handful of spiritual heroes and not the ordinary goal of the Christian life. But in fact, the whole purpose of the church, priesthood, worship, the sacraments, good preaching, and the works of mercy is so that we might become saints. Saintliness is the ordinary goal of the Christian life. The word saint simply means holy one, a person who in thought, word, and deed, by the power of the Holy Spirit, is being sanctified, becoming more like Christ. It is the vocation of every baptized person. And not only do saints live a holy life, in pursuing this holy life, they radiate God's grace, mercy, and peace. This is why in Christian art, we often see halos around them. Of course, a saint cannot see their own halo. It is only evident to those who watch them. Another way to think about being a saint is that a saint is also a witness. To be a witness means that a person's entire life, again their thoughts, words, and deeds, point to Jesus Christ, crucified, died, and risen. Here we might think of John the Baptist, who said, He, that is Jesus, must increase and I must decrease. Many paintings of the Baptist have him pointing away from himself to Christ. And Christ himself was constantly pointing away from himself, steadfastly devoted to doing the will of his Father in heaven. We see this in our gospel reading tonight. Jesus witnesses to the glory of God the Father when he says, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I know that you always hear me, that I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe. Jesus' entire life was a witness to the good news of the kingdom of God, not for his sake, but for the sake of the world he so loved and came to save. So now we return to our question, why are there so few saints? Particularly if saintliness is not for a select few, but the vocation of every person who is in Christ. Think about it for a moment. When was the last time you or I spent more time fretting over our sanctity 
than responding to emails, getting the latest gadget, being the most popular or successful, or fretting about what appointment we have to make next. And why does asking such a question even matter? Well, it matters not just for the witness of the church as a whole. It matters especially for our young people. Pope Paul VI, who will soon be sainted himself, said that people today need witnesses more than teachers. And if they listen to teachers, it is because the teacher is also a witness. This is especially true of young people who are hungry for mature people in the faith, who can serve as witnesses for how to live a life worthy of the gospel to which they have been called. Just this past month, the Catholic Church had a synod on youth. And before the synod, they did something interesting where the bishops who were going to represent their certain areas gathered the young people of their diocese together in order to just simply listen to their concerns for the church. One of the common laments that they had was the lack of mature witnesses to the faith. One young person said, we're not getting any instruction and we're too young to figure it out on our own. Another one said, we need solid priests and solid adults to be examples to us for how to live the Christian life. In other words, they were asking the question, why are there so few saints? I'm quite confident that if Anglicans had a similar listening session for what young people are left in our churches, we would hear similar grievances. Young people do not want more modern music or a church that accommodates itself to the culture. They want a gospel that demands something of their lives, not just $5 on a Friday night for a car rally and some pizza. What they want are older people in the faith whose lives witness to the passion and joy of following Jesus Christ. Someone who will say to them, come and see. The Christian life cannot be learned by osmosis. It is like an apprenticeship. However, as these young people point out to us, we lack masters who can be witnesses and teachers of the faith. Yet, if the gospel is to become real and meaningful in people's lives, especially our young people, it requires saints whose lives are a testimony in word and deed to the sanctity of Christian living. Kendra Creasy Dean, who is a prominent theologian, but also a youth pastor herself, says this. For teenagers, revelation takes human form, which does not minimize the importance of doctrine 
but explains why doctrine conveyed in the absence of trustworthy love falls on deaf ears. The brutal truth is this. When the teaching ministry fails with teenagers, it does not normally fail because of inadequate resources or poor materials or deficient teaching methods, but because the church has failed to be there sufficiently with young people to establish the fidelity that makes curriculum credible. Regrettably, over the past many years, mainline churches have abdicated their call to be people of witness. We have neither befriended nor demanded much of our young people in the way of Christian discipleship. And the consequences are ever before us each time we gather for worship. Brothers and sisters, the scriptures are clear that we must always be ready to give an answer for the hope that we have. Ignorance in faith is not an option, especially because our young people are watching and they will ask us to give an account for the hope that we have. If we cannot do this, it should not surprise us that our young people will find answers elsewhere and give their lives to something else. Sex, drugs, materialism, success, or even another religion. By way of example, when I was doing my master's degree, I attended an Anglican church not far from Wycliffe College. It had less than a handful of young people. And one Sunday I noticed that one of the young women who had been attending had suddenly stopped. So I inquired of the rector as to her whereabouts, and the answer that I received still makes my heart ache. The rector said, she came in one day and asked me for advice on how to be a woman who is also a Christian. She wanted to know what the Bible said and what the church teaches. I told her the church and the Bible didn't have anything to say definitively and that it was up to her. Last I heard, she converted to Islam. This was not surprising to me since Muslims are very clear on what it means to be a Muslim man or woman. However, I would also not have been surprised if she left her religious questions altogether and opted for what the culture had to offer. This story is a story of a missed opportunity for witness. It is true that our young people will ask hard questions and we probably won't know all the answers, at least not immediately. However, the solution is not ignorance or sending them off to choose their own adventure. The responsibility is ours to learn the answers and to live a faithful life, which is precisely the reason why we gather together to worship and to participate in the practices of the church that are our apprenticeship in the Christian life. But there are countless other opportunities. The St. James Academy is one place. Dr. Mark is going to be doing a series on what it means to be human in a couple of weeks. 
And I invite you to go and ponder what you might have said to the young woman who wondered what it meant to live as a Christian woman. There is also pub theology, or simply a coffee with myself, Jason, John, or Mark. We sound like a tribe of disciples when you say that. All of this we do so that by God's grace, you can become who you are, a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. In short, saints. We celebrate the lives of the saints today not for sentimental reasons, but in the hope that by remembering their witness, it might compel us to live in the same way that they once did. Listen again to the collect for today. Almighty God, whose people are knit together in one holy church, the mystical body of your Son, grant us grace to follow your blessed saints in lives of faith and commitment, and to know the inexpressible joys you have prepared for those who love you. French author and poet Leon Bloy is exacting when he says, the only real sadness, the only real failure, the only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. Let us not miss the opportunity. Amen. <laughs>